0: Everybody. Welcome back to our second episode of the year. Is this number two of the year? I can't. I've lost count already. But. Sure. The theme of this episode, uh, right off the hop, the shootout. Is it warranted? Hell no. And look, I'm not going to bring this up just because the Leafs lost in the shootout against the Car- Calgary Flames. I mean, but this has been. Very widespread thing around hockey, what? Ever since the shootout was brought to existence, except the first year. I get the purpose. I understand why they do it. But the game loses all mojo when it goes to a shootout.
1: It also decides, like, legitimate positions in the playoffs. Like, I think Calgary's horrible. Like, they suck. The only reason they won today is because their goalie, who should have allowed 10 goals tonight... Played unbelievable. They're yeah. an awful team. They're first in the in their division. Have you seen, did, did you hear the stats on Riddick? Like, he's allowed two goals on like 25 shots or something?
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And right now, Calgary leads the Pacific Division with a minus nine goal differential. Yeah, they're brutal. The Coyotes, who I think will eventually win that division because they play... They are at a 14-goal differential. The problem is that right now they're in a little bit of a rut. And that's what it is. When As soon as Calgary brought in Jeff Ward, or when Bill Peters went away, they went on a run. And that just changed their... That, when you go on a run, and we've seen that with the Leafs, because the Leafs were well... No, they weren't in a playoff spot. They go on a run, and now they're in third in the Atlantic. And so, it's... Yeah, it's this what this the whole playoff positioning right now is about runs and it's it seems like whichever team gets hot at the right time and can stay hot will uh will end in a playoff spot. So thoughts on the game. I thought yeah, Jake you're right, Riddich absolutely stole the show. Uh I, I think there could have the Leafs could have easily won that game at least four five one.
1: Yeah, but like I look at their team, there's not one guy that scares me.
0: Only one is Matthew Kachuk. No,
1: nah, I mean, the only one would be Gaudreau, but he's oh. played horrible.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, if
1: you're worried to about Ch- him. tuchuk is like, yeah, Kachuk yeah. is not a guy that on the ice with a – like you need them to uh, – you're up a goal. You're not like, oh, my God, it's Matthew tuchuk I don't think he's got a great shot. I mean, he's, he's a good player, don't get me yeah, wrong. That, that's the point, like a, yeah. I think he's a – like his career high was probably be next year or last year where he had like 70 points. I don't see him ever breaking in the 80 plus territory.
0: Okay. So, and and that's the other thing too. I, I don't know if you have listened to 31 thoughts of the latest one. And there seems to be this growing feeling that Johnny Gaudreau, if let's say the flames don't make it or don't do anything this year, he's out the door. Which I I find it really funny because I think he's, yeah, he hasn't been good this year, but the rest of the team has not been up to snuff. Let's be honest here.
1: I think the biggest issue with um with Calgary is they have this overinflated sense of how good they are. I just don't think they're good. Like they think they're contenders, and they're not even close. For me, they're just. Going to be on that treadmill of mediocrity, where they're never they're never going to compete for anything, but they're never going to be bad enough to get hot. They just don't have good enough players. Like there's, I don't consider any legitimate all stars on their team, and so, outside of maybe Gaudreau and yeah, I don't know, Girardot like forty, so he's probably he looked awful today. So yeah, he's um, go ahead, Austin. So,
2: like to me, they're one of those teams that's like they're in the middle of the pack, but they're always in the playoffs. So they're always going to be making moves at the deadline to try and push for that.
1: They, do you know gym who they gym? remind me of? They remind me of the Minnesota wild.
2: Yeah. No, like they're stuck good, in that sort like of purgatory percent. where they're not quite making it to like the conference finals or the Stanley cup finals, but they're still one of those teams that's going to push to acquire more talent, but then they lose draft picks. So they're never restocking with new talent.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing about, and Jake, you're right with the good team. He had 99 points last year, 84 the year before like, he, he has been carrying that team offensively. And I think last year was a wake-up call because many thought that the Flames were the best chance for a Canadian team to win a cup,
1: and they no, got ousted
0: in the first round.
1: Idiotic. I had Colorado winning that series the whole way. I think I picked them in six, and they won in five, right?
2: Lost they lost in the in first five. round two years in a row now. Was it Anaheim bounced them and then... And they, they, Austin, two years no, ago no. they lost in he, four. No, you're right
0: because Anaheim balanced them because then Anaheim went and played uh, – I believe that was the year they played Edmonton. Um, and then,
2: yeah, they lost to Colorado in what, five
0: or six? Five. Year. Five. I believe it was five because they won the first game. I think – I'm pretty sure it was five. It was yeah, really it was. really disappointing. I, the, the coaching change isn't going to do much because, look – uh, Monaghan, I don't think – like people say he's been – he hasn't been good enough for what he you – know, what they put he's, into he's him. He's also no. a number
1: – he's a number two center. So, yeah. I mean, they are putting him in a number one role, and he's just not good enough. Yeah. Like, he's a, re- he's a really good second-line center. He kind of reminds me of, like, a poor man's Ryan O'Reilly. I think Ryan O'Reilly's, like, infinitely better on the defensive end. But they're maybe somewhat similar on the offensive end. They're like seventy five point guys. Um, but the difference with Saint Louis is they had multiple centers who could go deep. Like they had um they had they they didn't have Stasty you no? Know? They had uh Brayden Shen, they had Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, and who's the third who's the third center they have? Tyler Bozak. Uh, Bozak. Tyler Bozak, yeah. So they, Who's a they good third-line really center? three really good players that were centers in Calgary. I don't even know who their second-line center is. Um, Backlund. Backlund. And he's been horrible this year, hasn't he?
2: It's it's like some form of Monahan Backlund, and usually is it Jankowski or Derek Ryan?
0: Uh, I think Derek, Derek Ryan has overtaken Jankowski. Jankowski's barely yeah, been playing.
2: He's a fourth-line guy now.
0: So, yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I think... The teams that, there's two types of teams, really. There's teams who have really good, you know, that 1A center, but then below them, it's it's not the to snuff. There's a lot of teams like that. Or there's teams like St. Louis that have a lot of centers, and then they in, in kind of insulate with talent all around on the wings. Like St. Louis, the reason why, Jake, you're right, is it works because you've got guys like Tarasenko, Perron, Schwartz. Like, they have guys that can fill in those, you know, around those centers. Uh, so I, I think you're definitely right. And I think we talk a lot about the Leafs and their defense and now they don't have the, the depth and the talent. But then you look at their forwards. Like, how many teams would take one or two of the guys? Like, how many of those guys, even below the the, the top six, would teams take on their team right now? There are a lot of guys lot. in the Leafs bottom six that are performing and that are producing. I mean, Pierre
1: Engvall is the first one that comes to mind. Um, I think They're Kappen... also missing a ton. They're missing yeah. a ton of guys. Like, McKay, they're missing. Trevor, uh, Trevor Moore, okay. they're missing. Um, yeah, I said Mikheyev. who's who, Why do I feel like we're missing someone else? Uh, oh, it's because Janssen's back, and I, I never notice him. And, but yeah, I did he, notice Brooks him in the lineup.
0: Well, you know, like... Not Adam Brooks. Uh, Marchman. Been... Adam Brooks. Well, I've been giving, I've been giving, uh, I'm giving Andreas Janssen – Like today was probably his most notable, like noticeable game. But I, I'm, I mean, he's coming back from almost a month off. I'm going to give the guy a little bit of leeway to pick things up. But yeah, I think there's, a, there's a, the injuries really do play a factor because um, guys have had to step up, guys have had to move around. And okay, we'll get into the injuries right now because. As bad as the injuries were up front, we know the ones on the back end are even worse. Like, not even losing Morgan Riley, but on top of having Jake Muzzin already out, good thing is he started skating this week. But you're missing two of your top defensemen on the left side. It's not even like a balance thing where you have a left-handed guy and a right-handed guy up. It's your your top four left-handed defensemen.
1: The Leafs are in that, uh, well, 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 how the tables have turned. And now they have no good lefty defensemen.
0: Yeah, how (laughs) how many years? We need right-handed defensemen. And we go with, like, Ron Hainsey, Zaitsev, and, like, Polak and whatever you can put together. And now it's just, like, our left-shot defense is uh, Dermot, Sandine, and Marincin. And now that's a problem. Um, Yeah. It is a It is a problem it's also an opportunity because there's guys on the team that haven't really looked great. In my opinion, I think
2: every game is a tryout.
0: I mean, the, the biggest one I th- obviously has been Tyson Berry. Cause Dave didn't get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sad. Right over my head.
2: That was the old Burke era. Marley's.
0: Uh, oh yeah. Mantra, every yes. game is a tryout. Is it, wasn't that like a promo video for the Marley's like,
2: yep. Uh, That's time. when he was burying Naz in the AHL because he was too fat.
0: I think every time we went to a Marley's game, they had that like they had a promo video. Oh yeah. Um,
2: Anyhow, continue. but
0: it's very true though because right now there's guys who are auditioning. Tyson Berry is trying to audition for a new contract. Travis Dermott needs to get a new contract. Rasmus Sandin's trying to prove where he is Sick. in his development. Um, apparently, Martin Marincin doesn't need to do much to get a one-year I year thought seven... Marincin
1: played fine today. <laughs> he was Yeah, a... he was not bad. I'm Martin Marincin... only... I think
0: the only bad play he had was he fanned on that one-timer. But, like, why are you feeding Marincin for a one-timer?
1: That's... I mean, he, he is what he is. He's like a yeah. seventh, eighth defenseman who makes fucking nothing. That's we, it. I think people, people kind of give him way too much stick because I, I, I don't know what the... – I, like I, I don't necessarily like him, but people are acting like you can just pick up eight defensemen that are better, and it's like no, they just have different names. They're the same people.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The thing is, people say, "Oh, you can just get anyone from the Marlies." Again, we mm-hmm. have seen time and time again. You pick one guy from the AHL. Look, Murchin was a stud in the AHL. Like, and you bring him up to the to the NHL. It's like, oh, it's He's different. Just up one here. of those guys. Yeah. I mean, you could go with a lot worse because we've seen it, i.e., I. Brett Lebda. Uh, do I need to go down that list? Like last, uh, the last time we recorded, Ryan O'Burn. Oh my God, Ryan O'Burn. Who is the guy that uh, was signed? Brett Lebda is the Jeff best Finger.
1: Mike Koska. Are
2: we Are we bringing up this conversation that we started the last podcast?
0: I'm just. No, 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 no. no.
1: We're just thinking of all right. the shitty seventh, eighth defenseman that we. Used we're we're to just bringing up the fact. I, that I think you off with that shit last time. Yeah, <laughs> after we
0: were done. I think I think we need to temper expectation when it comes to our seventh defenseman. I agree. I think if you're looking for found money with every single guy on the roster, you, like you don't think any a bunch of NHL teams aren't trying to figure out other ways to
1: add defensemen like, easily. It's... It's the impossible thing. Teams never have enough defensemen. It's like no, yeah, unless you like, like the, the national fighters. You never have enough shooters in the NFL. Never enough corners. Never enough pass pass rushers. It's a thing that you linemen, just, oh yeah. linemen, like, linemen, wide receivers, fucking quarterbacks, everything.
0: There's only so much. Like there's a lot of players, but there's only so much talent to a certain level you're gonna find out there. And teams sure. have also have a really hard time finding talent, because they don't some don't know how to scout properly. Which brings me to this question: Did Kyle Dubis go the wrong route with Tyson Berry, with what he traded Nazem Kadri for?
1: Probably. Um, I would have preferred if they had gotten like someone on more term than one, but I mean, he, he hasn't really. Yeah, I also like. I mean, he was he was in a situation where he had to get rid of him. I mean, I hate saying get rid of him, but, but they had to move on. From I Patrick. mean, he that is move is... on. And I mean, you can't blame him. It, on the outside looking in, it was like, oh wow, they got a
0: a right who can score yeah.
1: fifty points.
0: Put him with Jake, and Muzzin I mean, and he, he just been
1: perfect. I don't know. He looks either really flawed because he's. In this market, where we just look at everything, or he just doesn't seem comfortable either. I and think, I think yeah. I actually think he's probably the only one of the few beneficiaries of this injury to Riley because he's used to being the main man, and now he is the main man.
0: I think. Uh, I think like the only the, and I'll let you get to it a second too, Austin. Is that Tyson Berry was used to being the Morgan Riley of a team, which was getting a little more offensive opportunity. Sure, you're going to have to play some you know, big defensive minutes too, but you're going to also get your offensive time to produce. And that's why he's been able to produce on the power play, offensive zone draws, playing with the top guys, offensive guys. And then when he got here, Mike Babcock's like, I'm going to put you with the guy that mostly plays in our top defensive situations, and Jake Muzzin. And we knew that didn't work. And then Sheldon Keefe came is like, well, we're going to now put you with Morgan Riley, who – we have now found out has been not only dealing with some sort of ailment before the broken foot, but he's also hasn't been at his best defensively. So what does he do now? He splits them up. I mean, now he has no choice, but to play Barry. I think he's playing him with uh Dermott right now. Is that the pairing?
2: Yeah. It's not pairing.
0: So right now, Tyson Barry has a really good opportunity to, basically tell us i'm like this is the type of player i can be um otherwise i mean i don't really like you're not moving him at the deadline like you're not in a position to move him like i'm hearing people say oh maybe they should consider moving him i'm like,
1: I'm, like why for who like for who I, and for what like yeah for what like what is what are you gonna get that's gonna improve your team you're just you gonna need, an, need you're gonna need another defenseman to
2: yeah, play you need an 29. asset to play in the playoffs. So, who the hell's giving you that for Tyson Berry?
0: And the only thing is I'm going to say, don't even think that Timothy Lilligrant is just going to step in for Tyson Berry. Because that's another thing i feel That's heard.
2: my favorite thing in the world is, like, I want to see Timothy Lilligrant play more than anyone, but, yeah, come is, on. Because this
0: man. is not the situation you put Timothy Lilligrant to play.
2: No, this is barely the situation you put Rasmus Sanding in. You just don't have another choice.
0: Yeah, like, I I think people need... Like, there's people who are clamoring for Lilligrant. Oh, he's been getting sent up and down all the time. It's not good for him. It's like... I don't think he minds getting some games off.
2: He makes 925k a year and it's a fucking Uber ride from Rico. I think he'll be all right.
0: Yeah, it's not like... (laughs) That is also true. (laughs) It's like you're going to either play... Like, I don't don't know. I I think that people... Because as soon as the All-Star break happens... He's back down with the Marlies. He's going to play with the Marlies during that week. Like I Everyone's
2: re- everyone's up in arms because Lillia Grin's been jumping up in the play more with the Marlies, and he looks more offensively inclined. Yes. And like the guy the Leafs thought they were getting. Not even thought they were getting. I'm selling him short there. The Leafs fans saw when we drafted him and thought he was a steal, which he still is.
0: I mean, if he can turn into a top four defenseman, that is a steal. I think. If, I think you could, could just
2: be a solid top six even at 17th overall
0: okay yeah.
1: i think if yeah i think i wouldn't i don't think i'd use the word steal, but no no he'll not be worthy he of himself
2: i'm right. saying at the time he was supposed to go top five and we got him at 17 so
1: yeah so, it is what it
2: is yeah. um but yeah the hype is around he's been stepping up and scoring a lot of goals and over his career with the Marlies, as of up to now he hasn't really been a big point producer yeah, he's been good. He just, the points and goals and assists haven't been there.
0: But we also know that offensive, like offensively, that's not the least issue. The offense is not the issue. It's, do we have guys that when it matters, can we get guys that can step up defensively? And that, look, I've heard, I've heard the concept, Oh, team defense. The team hasn't been good enough defensively as a group. Fair, but you also need defensemen that can, you know, when, when the time comes, they can, you know, lean in on guys in front of the net they can separate guys off the puck and press a little more defensively i haven't just haven't really seen that which brings me to my next point uh the trade deadline um there's been a lot of names being thrown around and not great names like you're not getting a jake muzzin like last year I'm just going to throw that out there, people. I don't see a Jake Muzzin out there that the Leafs can trade for. Unless you guys know someone that the Leafs can trade for. And also keep in mind that the salary cap is still a thing. I I just think,
1: don't know who's a seller yet. Like, there's that's very few sellers.
0: I think the Kings could, are going to be sellers because they got to fall. I mean,
1: in. like, what do you want, Alec Martinez? Like, that's what people
0: That's a name that's been thrown around. But, again, he has term, which means the Kings are like, well, we gave up Muzzin for this and this. This is what we're gonna want similar for Martinez. Which, I mean, I'm not. If the Leafs, you've already given up your first round pick this year in a draft that's really good. Don't think you can justify doing it again for next year. So that's out the car out out the table. Um, who else? Would, I mean, like Detroit has nothing to sell. Uh, the Devils, people, no,
1: they really don't.
0: The Devils, people are like, oh, and we're going to get to Detroit in a second, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. um, Like, the Devils, they say, oh, maybe Votnin. I'm like, but Votnin's not what the Leafs need. No. At that point, if you're going for Votnin, I just bring up Lilligrin, like,
1: And Votnin is what yeah. the Devils need. They don't have any fucking good
0: defensemen. Votnin's
1: so, a 5'10 offensive
0: defenseman. Like, An- So Anaheim apparently is going to be one of those teams that you can dump salary on. If you want Shoot. to, because they have LTIR room, um,
2: take a nice Cody CC and break I, both his legs and put him on LTIR.
0: I think I think like if the Leafs are gonna try to like uh, finesse with the cap, they'll need a team. Like they can do like a three team trade, uh, three team trade where Anaheim could take on that salary. That's a potential. But like San Jose, they're selling Brandon Dillon. Like, uh, th- th-
1: th- <laughs> I'd take Brandon Dillon.
0: Brandon Dillon, sure. No way. As like a seventh no way, defenseman.
1: Man. Like what team is he on now? San Jose. No he's way. still there? No yeah. way. They traded him. No. No, well, they're planning the to trade him. He's the guy that uh hit Matthews. hit Matthews high and they didn't get Yeah, I know. He's uh, no I, don't know. I don't know. I thought he was on Dallas.
0: No, he's no. he's on San Jose still.
1: How much know. is he worth?
0: He like how much is he worth like cap wise?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, not I th- I think that how much was, does he make really enough
2: stats? You know about that. Yeah. How uh, th- much though, Dave?
0: I think he's about th- uh, three and a half. Oh,
2: okay.
0: I, uh, I'm i going to double check that figure. He's a lefty though. He is he's a, a lefty. lefty. So it's like, but
2: he's not Martin Murchin or Cody CC.
0: So when I heard, so the thing is, so he's 3.27 million. So, the thing is, I think uh, the reason why Freeman brought the name is I think the Leafs are still not comfortable with having Rasmus Sandin up here the rest of the year. So you bring in a Brandon Dillon that can provide depth, but it's like, is are they playing him over Travis Dermott? I I don't I don't see where he's fitting on that left side. I, I and mean, I think we're all in agreement that the best thing would be to try to get a right hand defenseman that's better than Cody Ceci for no. Cody Ceci. But like we're, I don't. There's no right hand defense. Like somebody brought up. The, I I saw the name. I wrote in my article Dylan Demel because I saw that name out there. Fuck no. Like again, we're 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 he's a def- probably one of Ottawa's better defensemen. But Ottawa's also not very good. I I don't know where, and I think Jake, you're right. There's teams like Montreal. They're not going to be sellers because. They're, they're... I mean, they're
1: not going to make the playoffs either. Uh, Minnesota. They're... <laughs> they're one of those. They're the Minnesota
2: of the East, though. They're going Mi- to keep yeah. Mark Bertrand's going to acquire 18 4th liners this deadline, like he did a couple years ago.
0: Mi- Minnesota's <laughs> not selling Nate either. Thompson,
1: yeah. <laughs> Kyle Clifford. Well, where's uh? No, not even Kyle Clifford. King. Where's he at, Dwight King?
0: Yeah, Dwight King.
1: <laughs> no way, that dude's still in the NHL. No,
0: I don't think He's so. He's probably
1: in like, probably in like England or something. <laughs>
0: like I don't I, man
1: I... speaking of that I saw one of the I saw a poll on the biggest draft bus in the last 20 years it was fucking hilarious it had like uh Neil Yakupov like Griffin Reinhardt I'm trying to think of uh another guy on the list uh Alexander oh oh, Patrick Stefan, and then the fourth one was Jesperi Kotkaniemi <laughs> Oh yeah.
2: Dude's in year two
1: of his career. That was so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> yeah. We, I, I think we've also... talked about how Montreal's semi ruined him. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, they shouldn't have fucking taken him. I don't know. I still don't know why they did that. They
2: also shouldn't have brought him <laughs> over immediately.
1: They should have left him open. He was like 105 pounds.
2: Yeah. He needed to bulk up and he also needed another year in Liga at least. Anyhow.
1: Well, so, so
0: this is the thing. Jake's right. There's not many sellers that have something you Go get Tim that
2: Heed, want. my boy. Uh,
0: so that, that, that is the playing, issue. Okay. And it's funny because we talked about the worst team in the league, and that is Detroit. Jake, you have some interesting things to say about the Red Wings and their – Mike Green. <laughs> and, the, and the fabulous job they are doing at not winning this season.
1: Oh my god, it, it is impressive. I was I was like looking at the stats to see uh, you know where the Leafs were after the game, and I was just like scrolling. I was scrolling um, all the way down because I wanted to see where Calgary was, and I scrolled past Detroit, and I'm like, holy shit, they have 27 points in 47 games.
0: Well, you couldn't scroll past Detroit because there's nowhere left to scroll in those standings. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I, I, I was like, what? They're on pace for. For got to be like similar points to Buffalo when they got uh, Eichel that year. They they had to have like 48 points, or I'm thinking of also Colorado when they had like 49 points. They have oh, yeah, 12 that was, wins. That was an all time terrible team, that Colorado team. They have wins. They have 12 wins in 47 games. That they was win the, 25% of the time.
2: That was the Colorado squad that was boasting about Carl Soderbergh having 14 points on the year during the
1: offseason. So. Buffalo. They also with have a negative eighty-one goal differential. I don't think I've ever seen anything ever close. I I would. I have to look it up.
0: Um, worst goal differential in NHL history.
1: It, it's like the Caps when they won like three games all season. But holy smokes, man! <laughs> you're
0: you're so right. The worst one was the Capitals, and when it was like one of their their early years too. Um, I think, hold on, let me look it up here. Minus I So apparently the lowest goal differential, Jake, you want to take a guess?
1: It's probably that caps team like negative 180 or something.
0: So the 1974-75 capitals oh, no. were a minus 265.
1: Yeah, that's fucking unbelievable.
0: <laughs> the year Dude. two years later, oh, the Montreal gosh. Canadians Set the league record for goal differential at plus two sixteen.
1: Two sixty five? That's getting outscored like three goals a game. That's pretty much
0: it. Holy smokes. I've never seen that before. That that's neither have I shocking. I'm speechless after that. <sighs> um it's a good thing to know that. I think the Panthers like recently had a minus fifty nine goal differential before. Um,
1: Nothing even even close. Nothing like <laughs> yeah. the Red
0: Wings right now are on in unprecedented territory. Like, um, I'm thinking like That's the incredible. the Senators from two years ago weren't even that bad. Um, let's see the Coyotes were they ever that bad? They were... um, Let's see... Oh, Coyotes were the most recent, I think. Their goal differential in 2014-15 was a minus 102. That's fucking mad. Uh, Buffalo in that 2014-15 season were a minus 113. Um, Let's see... And then Colorado Avalanche, that year that they went with 56 losses, they had a minus goal differential of minus 112.
1: That's a lot.
0: So, give the Red Wings credit. They're not as bad as those teams were, but we still have a lot of the season left to go. Uh, pretty close. <laughs> they're getting there. They they they're they're on track. The tank is on track. Um, and the common denominator in all of that, and we all know what these teams are what the Red Wings are tanking for and that is Alexi Lafreniere, the guy who absolutely killed the World Juniors. Um, I mean, if there was a guy I was going to tank for, probably be that guy. Um, but he's not going to ch- – people in the Atlantic division, I know the possibility of Lafreniere being in your division would be scary, but it is the Red Wings. He's not going to make up for a minus 80 goal differential. Just going to throw that Aren't there.
1: Up there. Like, aren't there like four really good players? Like it's Byfield, him – Drysdale, There's, I think, is up there. there the German kid, what's his name? What's the German kid's name? Tim Stutzla. That's it, Stutzla. Yeah. This is this is so those awesome are bread and butter right here.
0: also
2: Alexander Holtz, Lucas
1: Raymond, Anton Lundell. So, I mean, Stevie is probably like, all right, we want to get the opportunity to get one of them.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're no you're, you're he's sending his team the Red Wings out for the best chance at the one, two, three.
1: Like, if he
2: loses, like the worst case scenario for Detroit, he still ends up with. I mean, probably one of Holtz or Raymond.
1: Yeah, which I is think he would incredible. Well, they should take the Germans, so they'd have two of the two of the best Germans. They'd have. Uh, what's the guy Sider? they drafted Sider? last Sizer's year? Most cider, Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's also that. Um, I mean, he's not going to go up. Then in maybe that range.
1: then maybe they could lure Dreisaitl. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: Yeah. So then they'll have the (laughs) Russian bunch with from the old Red Wings, and then they'll have the German bunch.
1: That would Uh, be pretty cool. Lucas
0: Raymond's another guy that's gone up a lot of lists. How Austin? After that,
2: he's he's a stud. So basically, I don't want to go into too much trash stuff because I'm working on something. But uh, Holtz is basically the shooter of the two Swedes. They've sort of grown up together in junior um, through the ranks. Uh, Raymond, sort of the skill, not not Pulse isn't just the pure shooter; he's very skilled as well. But Raymond, sort of the guy that can walk through a defense.
0: Yeah, so, he's the playmaker. So what we're saying is the, and and I think there was a clip of Pierre Dorian saying that this draft is one of the best in recent like recent years. Like in terms of how many guys are available, and Otto I think has what two picks. In the first yeah, round? they
1: got San Jose's. I'm hoping they just miss because. That would be pretty bad if they got two top 5 yeah. picks, so that would be ugly. Yeah. If they have two
2: picks even in the top 10, they're going to be a problem. I think they have a very skilled top 10.
1: I history.
0: think uh I think San Jose would uh would be it would be really hilarious and this is the next one. going to talk about.
1: Why didn't they protect that? That's my question.
0: I think like, cuz they how thought easy they were going to be good would that be? They were they advanced to the second round of the year before like last year. They probably thought we're not going to have Still, a pick
1: still like I know
0: the Leafs at least what the Leafs at least, least really did have it. said
1: no if they were like yeah, we're going to have to protect it.
0: No. Yeah. I I don't think Ottawa would have said no. They want like they, they had to move Carlson.
2: Ottawa was desperate to make, make deals. See, they wouldn't have said no. Yeah. Uh um, Doug Wilson's got his big swinging extremities, so.
0: To move off from the draft because there's been a lot of craziness going on this week. I think right now the San Jose Sharks their next move And this would set the NHL on fire. Hire Gerard Galan. The Vegas Golden Knights, for some reason, fired Gerard Galan and proceeded to hire Pete the Boar. And we all know the history between the Golden Knights and the Sharks (laughs) from that playoff round. So what better way than to hire the guy who was fired from Vegas and who is known to take teams that don't exactly have the greatest talent and at least elevate them a bit. If you're San Jose, you need something. I don't know. I, I would try consider that if I was them. Although Gallant may be like, I've been fired twice. I don't think I want to get it done a third time t- in, this, in a recent span.
2: Uh, I just think it's hilarious that Vegas hired a guy not 12 months after the guy they fired called him a clown on TV.
0: Yeah, that was great. That was great TV. But like right now Vegas is at 56 points. They're a point cuz they won tonight. They clobbered Ottawa. Shocking. But they are one point out of top place in the Pacific. And they make a coaching And now we've seen coaching changes mid-season. We have seen contending teams make coaching changes. Got like the Leafs made a coaching change, but I think mean, the situation was a little bit different. The Leafs were playing really bad. I think Vegas has had like a couple of bad games, and then the GM's like, "Yeah, I just had this feeling. I'm just gonna fire my coach." Must be nice to have a job as a GM in the NHL, huh, Jake? Just to fire yeah. someone with a feeling. I I don't get that. It's just
1: uh, incredible. So how they just they just pass them around like. Uh... Like it's it's uh candy or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and it's a lot of that where guys are just flip flopping between uh, between that organizations. Was, so that
1: was a lot of the talk today. It was
2: like teams recycling the same thirty one head coaches and it's like, yeah. I mean at least didn't, but the last two hires have been coaches that were fired earlier this season.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm surprised about the John Hines in Nashville. Yeah,
2: it doesn't make any sense.
0: Um I,
2: think I was fired like two weeks ago and you hired him like, immediately.
0: They are currently now. By the way, the Nashville Predators are currently losing, uh, four two. It was four one. It is four two to the Japanese Anaheim Ducks. A
2: good
0: coach. Also, they have UC Saros, who is not a very good goalie. We're finding that out pretty hard too. Um, one team. One team. I wanted to bring up before we go into the next bit of craziness, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. That is a team that has surprised me this year.
2: Trade for Zach Wierenski. take a third in Jeremy Bracco.
0: They just lost Jornis Corposalo to a ridic re- like that torch rant was almost worth it for all that stuff to go down, but That was pathetic. um Elvis uh Merzlikens, is that how you say it?
2: Merzlikens.
0: Merzlikens, I'm butchering that name. Just Elvis won.
2: is the man that uh, nearly knocked Canada out with Latvia in the
0: Was he really Sochi Olympics.
2: I believe that was him.
0: I, I thought it was the guy on Tampa. That was on. That Tampa. is him. He is was Syracuse's
2: hit? goalie.
0: So he just won his third straight game. He let me break down the last what one two the last stretch since that the, that Chicago game, beat Florida, beat Boston, lose to San Jose, beat L.A., beat Anaheim, lose to San Jose again, ouch, beat Vegas beat boston beat carolina who is just above them in the standings what a oh, maybe what a stretch going. of games i think you're wrong i think it's like a different uh,
2: that's heartbreaking
0: but like columbus they're a team i can get behind to get into the playoffs um any comments on the no on...
1: no columbus they suck stop it
0: <laughs> Jake's just like, put them away in a drawer. Don't even bring them they're up. They're coached
2: yeah. by torts, and they don't have
0: I'm any just, players. I'm just very surprised at what they've been able to do with the lack of talent. Like, they have Seth Jones. Yeah. They have Oretzky. They have Dubois. So they're not, the like, two, totally gutted, but they're not the team they had last year.
2: The two biggest free agents, I'd say, this past summer were from the Blue Jackets, so.
0: And we, lost a lot
2: of skill and still done well.
0: And both of them have not exactly lived up to, I think, the expectations. Bobrovsky, that contract was just stupid regardless. I don't know any goalie. And I think he's, like, almost 30, worth $10.5 million. Like, teams need to stop doing that. I know you need goaltending, but chill a little bit. And he wasn't very good last year. I don't like he, he doesn't get better with age. Goalies generally don't get better with age. So, I mean, I hope Florida doesn't make the playoffs because if you're a Leafs fan, you don't want to see Florida again. What? Why? That was just
1: such a, that was just such a weird game. What? Do you they, ch- they didn't get a single save the whole game. Is that what you thought? Florida's chop- terrible.
0: Well, right now they're out of the playoffs, but, that wild card, it's 56, 56, 56, and 55 points that separate those four teams. And the Rangers somehow are, are still in it, Jake.
1: Oh, I know. The Rangers are the Rangers are pretty good. <clears throat> I, mean, I mean, the only reason they're there is because Panarin is unfucking believable Yeah. Like, if they make the playoffs, he should win the MVP, no doubt about
2: oh, it. Oh, I know who it was. Christers Gudilevskis.
0: Lefskis or something like that. Yeah, that was, the, that was the
1: that was the that uh, was the that was the goalie from Latvia, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's who we were trying to figure out Jake for the longest. Yeah, Long against
1: Glad Canada. Jacob.
0: Um, I yeah, I know Jake. I have Pranarin on my fantasy team. That's usually how I know a guy is good. Although
1: his like last ten games, he's basically averaging like three and a half points a game. He has uh six.
0: What is it? Sixty-seven points this year. Yeah, he was it's
1: by, unbelievable.
0: Remember when people were just like, "I don't know if he's worth the what he got paid." He's one pretty, he he's, got
1: in free agency, and two he's unbelievable.
0: Like you know how, and Jake, you know how hard it is to perf- to perform in that New York market, especially. Oh in the yeah, he is like, uh, where is he on the list? He is right behind Drysaitl and McDavid.
1: Yeah, those are the only people ahead of him.
0: It's ridiculous. I mean, we we remember when we made that that comment in the off season that maybe the Leafs should trade Martin and just go after Panarin.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: oh it doesn't man. look bad now. Panarin can score. Oh man, that he's he is electric. It's like not just the scoring; he has twenty six goals, but it's the it's the assists. Like he's he's making guys like uh, Ryan Strom. I don't think he's playing with Ryan Strom right now. I think it's Abanajed right now. Like Zabanajad looks good with them. Uh, I think it's Zabanajad's
1: really good. I do like
0: Zabanajad. He was miscounted. The
1: Rangers have, have like early. some sneaky good players.
0: Oh, they they do. It's just their defense is still a work in progress, in my opinion.
1: Well, they got a lot of prospects and picks, and they'll be fine. It's probably not their year this year, but they got they get a lot. They're gonna have money coming off the books. I mean, that's a team like. It. Speaking about, like, Petrangelo and stuff like that, like, I mean, you just, you can never count out New York for any free no, agent. you can't.
0: People love playing
1: in New York. I think it's the best rink in the league.
0: I mean, I, I've never been there. You've I had a chance to go there because Jake's it's just like, yo, David, come watch the Rangers game. I got a ticket. Yeah, Jake, yeah. I'll just pony up the $600 it'll take me to get there.
1: Hell drive. It costs eighty bucks in gas.
0: I know. I probably. Well, I mean, it takes about what eight, nine hours.
1: Eight, seven hours, seven. Depending on. You go on the, the twelve-hour VIA train.
0: <laughs> oh God, no! I'd never do that train ride.
1: Yeah, or just oh. take a nap on the train. Wake up and you're there. Yeah, exactly. You're
0: good. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think right now all of the Leafs fans care about when it comes to the Rangers is when the hell are they trading your Yorgiev? Through the Leafs.
1: Yeah, that's that's gonna happen.
0: I think way. that's. I mean,
1: if, it, if, it, it looks like Shishorkin is legit.
0: He's he staying. He's not. He's <laughs> he not. Yeah. Moved.
1: No, he's legit. And I mean, they they legitimately are gonna get some pretty good for him. I think they'll get. If I were them, I would ask for at minimum a two and maybe a player. I I think that's realistic. What would you do? If you're about the Leafs that? to get it. What?
0: If you're so, if you're the Leafs. What are you the What are you asking if you're the Rangers? Because people keep saying Brock, and I said that's not happening. People, get that pipe dream no. out of your head. If I'm
1: the Rangers, I'm asking for Kapanen. Yeah, I can see that. I I would never do that if I'm the Leafs. So I just think he's too valuable as a penalty killer, and he's a really good player. People people act like he's had a terrible year. He's like fifth in points. Did he's you not? Over 30 did you points.
0: not see that play he made
1: to Engvall? I think he's a good, yeah. He's great. He's a really good player. I, I would mean, trade Johnson people, in and Hardy. People are just okay with giving him up to like for defensive players, rentals, fucking backup goalies. He I was mean, the centerpiece anything, of that Kessel trade. If for anything, us. I'm giving up. Uh, I'm giving up yeah. or Te- Trevor Moore or a lot of other players before him. I mean, I just yeah. think he has such a specific skill set, and he's not like he doesn't have elite hands, or he's not going to be a you know a top line player, but. The Rangers his could speed, use a guy like Johnson. His speed is legit. Is legit.
0: Like the Rangers could use a guy like Johnson. It's not like we're just throwing away Johnson
1: no. to them. they Johnson could use was... a bunch of the players that the Leafs have. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, I'm trying to think of winger prospects that that you know they'd be interested in.
0: Like they probably want someone close. Like the Rangers right now, we just talked about it. They're close to being a playoff team, so they don't want guys that are going to take forever to develop. They need some more permanent ready situation so like i think johnson makes the most sense because you can plug him in the top six and he can be on your your left wing right there um and the thing about yuryev people he's not a ufa he's an rfa so the leafs would then have him for the next season and if you're smart and if the leafs are smart if he's good enough he could potentially be a 1b b starter like, he can give...
2: Anderson wouldn't have to start 60 games a year.
0: No, he would not. So, you're paying for a guy that can maybe make 35 starts. Mm, maybe 25. 25. Jay's just like, yeah, just shim it down a little bit.
1: I mean, Dreger also tweeted, I think it was like right after the game ended, that the Leafs were one of the teams that is inquired to the Rangers about Gorgiev. I mean, it just looks like a perfect... like it looks It's like a, a no-brainer. It's just yeah.
0: like... The Leafs need a goalie. The Rangers need to get rid of a goalie. Like, okay. Like, let's... Kyle, like, that should be... I think people are like, oh, they need a defense. They need a defenseman. You get in a better goaltender that can give Freddie a little bit of breathing room. Um, Yeah. Like, uh, just get the goalt- goaltender. Give Freddie some rest. Because, look, I'm looking at the Bruins. The Bruins' defense is not phenomenal. But... Their one, their one-two punch between Halak and Rask is 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 giving them a shot, a shot. Like let's be real here, um, the least don't you need two goalies, at least two adequate goalies that can help you ride through a season. And neither and like Freddie has been average lately. He hasn't been really good. Like tonight he was fine. That game wasn't on. Like he was he in a one-one game. He was good enough, especially in overtime. Uh, like Hutchinson might have had a good, good start against the Islanders, but that's been the only good start in his Leafs tenure. So, I, it's a business guy. Like you want, like you, maybe the guys on the team like Hutchinson, but they also no, want to win. I don't,
1: they don't. He's fucking shit. I don't Nobody's fuck. rooting. I don't give a fuck right. of his yeah. wife. I don't give a fuck if his wife brings in cookies every every fucking day. <laughs> like, if you stink, get the hell out. Well, we will find but out But I soon. would know. I've played with some shitty goalies. Nothing is worse than when you can't get a save.
0: Yeah, well, that will, I mean, we still have time. I don't think the Rangers are in a rush. Like, they're not in a rush to move uh, Yorgiev. I though. don't
1: think they're waiting. I mean, no. if they can get something that can help them right now, why not? Like, you have a goalie that's just sitting there. You're not going to play him.
0: Uh, The thing I want to know is, like, if I'm Kyle Dewis, he likes to get ahead. He did it last year with Muzzin. What what would he be waiting for? There's no other team that's giving up a goalie cheap. I understand that you don't like to pay a king's ransom. It's not going to be a king's ransom if you pony up a lease. And, look, if you get, get rid of Janssen, that does free up a little bit of money. Because Georgiev is still on an entry level deal. It opens up a little bit of cap space too. Because you I think, is at what? Three three point two five around those lines. Like you're freeing up you're doing two things in one trade to get Georgiev as well. And maybe there if you're if you see someone else on the rangers you want, you uh try oh he's at three point four. So like if you see something else on the rangers, you try to make a bigger deal. I don't know. I just think that there's infinite possibilities there for the Leafs. I don't want them to wait too long because if they do, um, another team's going to jump in. And there's teams that I think, like, if you're Nashville, why wouldn't you try to get a goalie? If you're, I mean, San Jose, I don't think they're going to give up anything decent right now. But I think Nashville could, could go after a guy like your give as well. So... Carolina's also been in talks for a goalie. Colorado could go and get him. Like, there's teams that will go and get him. I think the Leafs need to be a little more proactive than just fielding interest. They need to actually have an offer. Moving on. We've had a crazy couple of days. We already brought up the Jargalant. That was a, a big thing in the morning. Let's talk about something that captured a lot of attention on the uh, this past weekend, which was the Battle of Alberta. Specifically Kachuk and Cassian. I find this thing so phenomenal because it reminds me a little bit more of the old NHL with guys really hating each other. Like I don't think I've seen a guy venomly hate someone like Cassian does with Kachuk. Do you guys agree with that? Or what are your thoughts on what's what happened in that game and what's been
1: going on afterwards? I don't know. It's. I mean, it's all a bit of a joke. Like, I mean, Cassian, like the guy's, like plays on the edge. I mean, I don't think he's the cleanest player, but
0: no, he's definitely. Not. I mean,
1: so, I mean, some of those hits, I could, I would definitely be pissed off. I got hit three times by someone, and but like he's under no obligation to fight you. Yeah. Like I, that's what I don't understand with these shit players. It's like he's good, you are not. He's under no obligation to fight you he did what he wanted to do which is draw you into a penalty and you lost your team the game and he's done that twice now when they've played them it works i mean yeah. i'd look at i'd look at casting in the face and i'd call him a toothless fuck because he'd probably just try and punch me and take a 4 minute penalty because he's an idiot and he will lose games for your team but i mean that's just me i i would love it i mean i think the best part for calgary is Keep chirping him. Keep doing it. Keep doing chippy shit. He will lose his team games because he's done it twice. And I don't know why. The thing that annoys me is they're like, "Oh, there's a code. You're supposed to do it." It's like, "Fucking hit him then." Yeah. Like there's no code. Like hit him back. Like somebody just because somebody hits you doesn't mean they have to. Like they don't have to atone for it. Like hit him back. You're legally allowed to hit him. The the
0: best part about all this, and Austin, I want your take on this as well, is that he mentions the fact that Kachuk told him the last time, you're a fourth liner, you're not worth it. And he's like, well, now I have 13 goals. I know, Austin, you've brought this up numerous times. He could play with
1: no stick and he'd have fucking 10.
0: There's a reason he has 13 goals. And there is a reason Kachuk targets him, Austin. Does Zach Kassie need a little dose of reality? yeah did we lose Austin? Did no we... oh
2: Jake's not wrong at all. I'm just <laughs> I'm letting it breathe.
0: You're just letting it uh, breathe. go ahead
2: Let's put it this way. um no disrespect to Zach Cassian, but the criteria for playing with Connor McDavid is put your fucking stick on the ice. That's it. It's
1: not even that. It's literally just to be a body that can breathe.
2: Stand at the back post, let McDavid walk through the whole team, and then you get a fat paycheck out of it at the end of your contract.
1: It happened with Alex
2: Chase. On He got 20 tucks last year. Guy was basically in the AHL the season before that. (laughs) 20 tucks, and he got an extension just for being on McDavid's wing. Patrick Maroon, I mean, he's a better player, but same thing. He had a shit ton of goals for just existing in the same realm as 97 when he was with the Oilers. You have 13 tucks. Congratulations! Your career high in points is 29, and the only reason you're passing it this year is because is setting you
1: up. I mean, that's another thing that they got to be so careful with. That, like, you have to you have to basically have an understanding with players like you are gonna get this. I do not care about your inflated numbers because to me it's meaningless. We could put anybody there and they would score. Because they would. They could put anybody there and they'd score goals. And there's no, you should never pay above what the price is. For him, he's probably a $2.5 million player that will get $4 million. I will guarantee that. 3 to $4 million, maybe even get, more. will get like
2: under Tom Wilson money because they'll think he's a discount Tom Wilson.
1: Which would be idiotic.
2: Yeah. What does Tom Wilson make? Like 5-2, something like
1: that? I thought it was, yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Um, it For a guy that is as physical as he is and has thrown as many hits, questionable or not, Matthew Kachak said it perfectly. Trains on the track, Zach. How about you stop looking down at the puck if you don't want to
1: get your ass run over twice?
0: Yeah, he he, he put the himself thing in is a vulnerable position. He would do the same too. shit. Like exactly. He's yeah. just like, you like, think, you think he's holding thing, up?
1: The, the only thing I actually appreciate is, is, you know, he didn't go on one of these pussy rants like, Matthew Perot and stuff like that, uh, where he's I'm just like, take some where he's, head off yeah, like get the hell out of here. That's a joke. Like he, he's like, I don't care. Like I'll play Chippy. So, but you
2: break a stick over a guy's head like Maurice Richard, then yeah. you're uh, allowed to get filled by the biggest guy on the other team because that's a chicken shit move.
1: I, I mean, there's so many anyhow. weird things.
2: Cassian um, just trains on the track. I, I'm not talking about whether the hit was questionable. I I don't want to get into that. If Cassian is in the same position Kachuk is, and Kachuk's coming out of the corner, staring directly down at the puck, what do you think he's going to do? You think he's going to worry about the code? No, he's got an opponent who's playing for a rival team as a top six player. He's not holding up. He's taking his ass out. And he's paying the consequences after, because... You've done it before. Whatever. You're going to get two games? You got two games anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I just I don't understand why people are getting mad. at Like, oh, he turtled. Well, I'm not exactly going to go toe-to-toe with Zach Cassian either. No, right? I'm
1: also not going to get suckered in the face by him. like, yeah. like You've got is to you know your, player, like chickens. Yeah, that's well, his game. Like, you're silly for getting caught up into it. In like, what that's, that's what, like – no, I don't know why guys don't just like laugh in his face. I'd be like, "Get the hell out of here, you little frizzy-haired bastard."
0: Also, just, I like the people oh, who are saying, "Is this which is better, this rivalry with Cassian or the one with uh, Doughty?" I said, "Look, oh, the one with
1: Doughty's great. Is Doughty. Doughty like is a good is player on his relevant. level, skill wise? Yeah,
0: he's a good player.
1: He that's has being so rattled. many, so many more." chirps that cut way deeper than, oh, like, yeah. I mean, what, what the fuck's Cassidy going to say? Like, I could beat you up in a fight?
2: Doubt he's one of the best talkers in the game. You remember his rant from the outdoor game? Oh, when wow. he said, you've barely been in the NHL forever, but enjoy your time back in the A? That was Patrick Maroon. <laughs> who McDavid made a career out of.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I don't get... It's
2: the same situation.
0: I don't get the, you know what it is, it's also... Certain people who are more respective of the old, oh, this is the new game now. I'm just like, look, Cassian, uh, I, I wouldn't care. If yeah. Kachuk
2: doesn't want to go home, he's not going to go home. And then for people that are saying that Cassian's just going to take somebody else out, fine, take another suspension, take another penalty lose your team in another yeah. game. What does it matter to the Flames?
0: Like, did, did, was Cassian a problem for the Leafs tonight? Like, no, not one bit. What are, like awesome Austin, Austin Matthews had the best response to him it's like I we know, know what he's about we I know what he's about I played with him like I know what he's what he like what his game is like if other teams haven't figured this out by now that's that's more of a problem for other teams than it is for uh than it is for kachuk and he ha he's never gonna change and he has no reason to change unless he does something that goes against the NHL rules that's all I'm gonna say. Just
2: wait till wait till Ottawa gets better, because from everything everyone said leading up to that draft, apparently Brady's a bigger dick than Matthew is.
1: He's just playing well, for a team that doesn't win a lot.
0: Brady has had some moments too this year.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't see that. <laughs> that's. I what, mean, that's maybe what it's, maybe because maybe because I don't. know. Yeah, I, I've never. I actually had more of an issue with him offensively. He always seems to score against Elise. Leafs. Brady. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. had a couple goals against them, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't see that at all. all right. I know they said that when he was drafted, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing something. <laughs> well,
0: let's now go to the juicy. Uh, are you hearing David? Oh okay. yeah, I'm hearing you. Can you hear me? No, I'm not.
2: Okay, Dave, we are not hearing. You currently, so now I am the host of the show. <laughs> I got to you. The there I got you go. Hey! Apparently, thank God I don't have to do
0: that anymore. Um, you know, I got you. Um, let's move on to the juiciest and the best. I wanted you two to go off a little bit, so I muted my mic, but then um, <laughs> I had to find the, the button. Um, let's go to the juiciest story. We're going to step away from hockey for a second, ladies and gentlemen, because... The Houston Astros, the team that every every baseball team should model after, every MLB should, team should model after, has become the biggest joke.
1: In no, it turns baseball. into the complete opposite. The team nobody yeah. should go after, should follow.
0: Yeah. I think that's a more polite way of putting it, Jake. Basically, everything that you thought the Astros were doing right wasn't really actually right. Yep. Um this has probably been the most bizarre thing story in
1: my lifetime in our lifetime easily
0: yeah I like people I think some people are trying to brush this off a little bit um, two things here one for the people who think that journalism still doesn't hold true in today's game the athletic like what Ken Rosenthal and I'm, I'm I should have known the other guy's name the guy from Houston that's uncovered all this too the work they have done. To make this all a bigger thing than it probably Jeff, would have Jeff been. Jeff
1: Passon, too, has done a great Jeff job. Jeff Passon,
0: too, has done a great job as well. If it weren't for these guys, a team like the Astros would have just had this thing swept under the rug, uh, under the rug by MLB. But because you have credible journalists who have taken the, right, the proper steps to getting the right sources and doing this all right, have now exposed... The team that everybody thought was, you know, the perennial contenders in baseball, and have now made them nothing. Like people, nobody. I I I I feel a little bit bad for Astros fans in that they have to deal with this, and but I don't feel bad for those are trying to defend the team. But if you're a fan like that does probably that doesn't support this, and are continually having to hear about this. You're also getting a bit of your own medicine back because everybody thought the Astros were untouchable.
2: This is just so unclear. This is the biggest scandal in the history of baseball, right? Because it's bigger
1: than the Black Sox.
0: Well, it's uh, it's more prevalent because of. No, how... Nah. Pfft,
1: well, probably I think not. Did, probably didn't they bet against themselves or something They I lost don't... intentionally to drop yes. the World Series. I think so. It it's yet. not that bad. It's okay. pretty close, though. Yeah, as it
2: was coming out, I was like, wait, that sounds terrible. It's bigger than the steroid scandal, I
1: would say. Oh, yeah, easily. It's gotten worse and worse. I mean, I saw, like, a great, great tweet by uh, Trevor Bauer, the ex-Indians pitcher, now Cincinnati Reds pitcher. He said he was talking with, I think, Alex Wood, and they were saying how I'd rather face someone who is doing steroids than someone who knows what I'm going to throw. And it's true, like – think about how much easier the game is when you know what it is. Yeah. Like the, like it, it just gets worse and worse and worse because they have come out with, you know, things, um, today, uh, guys who do great work for it is like John boy media. The guy that, that does the YouTube videos, big Yankee fan. Uh, he's the one that had the accusations, um, about the, the wires and, they had things taped to their shoulders and stuff. And then you have, apparently, a Burner account that's pretending to be uh, Carlos Beltran's niece who's surprisingly gotten, like, six stories right in a row. Uh, I mean, have you seen some of the splits? The home and away splits yeah. between these oh, things? For Altuve's it is, is Unbelievable. Al, Al, Altuve's... were unbelievable. No, no, Altuve's was ridiculous. He was, oh, yeah. His OPS is like, one... at home and on the road was like like points 0.500 or something like i think it was below that
0: i'm gonna get the exact tweet because i thought that was that's like that is you're just like okay oh here it is because it's not just l2 so the home ops for altuve correa Gaddis Bregman. so altuve 1.541 correa 1.16 gaddis Gaddis, who's not even a great pull uh, that great of a player 1.1 1.014 Bregman 0.857 on the road away l 2 0.497 Korea 0.626 Gaddis 0.533 Bregman 508 do not like that like there's coincidences but that is just ridiculous. That should tell you a good picture right there. That I understand that guys are are comfortable hitting in their ballpark and all, you know, because it's a closed, I think that one's a closed stadium. So there's a, that, in fact. But that's a little too too obvious.
1: No, I mean, when you put like all that, everything it's together, it's um, So I will, uh,
0: yeah, this is just, this thing has really, I, I'm, I'm looking at this, and, I'm like, it keeps coming. It just keeps on coming. And for MLB, like, they thought, all right, we suspend, like, we get rid of Hinge and Luna. Like, they've been kind of tossed aside, so that will kind of throw water on it, and, and it just it's exploded because people are just, like, and the players are going to get nothing. The guys who have actively participated got nothing. Now, I've heard about the whole... MLBPA and how, you know, the union will really fight this, but I don't know how hard the MLBPA can fight what's been going on right now. I just, I can't see how you, how they can argue that these players were not, like are not worthy of any discipline.
1: I think another thing is like for ownership, it would be pretty, I mean, that's got to be That's going against... to hurt your bottom line. No, no, not even no? that. Like, the fact that they are being paid contracts based on... It's basically equivalent to paying a guy that was on steroids, and then you get him when he was off. Like, I, I still think is a fantastic hitter. Is he a guy that can hit, you know, 350? Maybe not. I mean, maybe if you get a better look, if you know his home splits versus road splits... But, I mean, this guy's getting paid like $30 million a year pretty much. So, I mean, yeah, I that's another thing that people aren't bringing up is the owners. I'd be pretty mad if you got if you signed a bunch of guys who are getting overinflated contracts from what they actually are. It's, uh, I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow.
0: I'm going to look this up right now because I think you've brought up a good point about the road and home splits because I want to know. People are... Um... I, I mean, Jake. I think. I mean, Jake. Austin, I think you brought up that video of Altuve going to the plate and telling the guys, "Don't, don't pull on my shirt." Now, yeah,
2: there's video that's come out now of Altuve. Uh, would it have been the World Series year? Yeah. When they won,
0: I
1: think he would have had, had a walk-off because it's a couple of years ago now. He probably would. The have one had where been. he didn't want the shirt ripped off. Yeah. what was it? The ALCS. That, AFCS that was off? that was game. That was game six when he hit the homer off of uh, Chapman. Chapman, right, right. Um, yeah, and he comes to
2: home, and they now it's become fashion in the MLB to rip the guy's shirt off and douse him with stuff. And he told the guys not to rip his shirt off. Then there's, directly after that clip, there's another clip that's come out of him going into the dugout, uh, down into the little player tunnel area, swapping out his jersey for a shirt, and then coming back out to do his interview. So that looks pretty danning at this point
0: so i'm just looking at his uh, home and road splits they're not they're not that, they're, they're not, not too no, no they're pretty close so i think it could have just been that play like in that time because it's really I mean, hard the to playoffs, get
1: playoffs the playoffs you're against the best pitchers you're yeah. against the best teams um it's it's a little like the best players are usually the best postseason hitters it's you're not you're not getting like just from a jays for instance Like, remember when they had Chris Colabella, who was hitting 330? Then in the playoffs, he couldn't fucking hit a thing. I mean, the playoffs pretty much um, humbles you. So the best players show out and are the ones that usually hit the best uh, for teams that move the furthest in playoffs and win championships. So, um, (laughs) I mean, if you're being given an advantage like that, against the best pitching staffs, the best relief pitchers in the league. It's I mean, it's a thing. It's it's definitely like look at the look at the pitching staffs they had to go against, you know, the Yankees, that Yankees bullpen, the Indians and in their bullpen. The Dodgers I mean,
0: were so pretty The decent. Dodgers
1: and their bullpen, I mean, even if you're just getting home splits like if I recall, didn't when they played the Dodgers not uh, the home team won every single game, I'm pretty sure. I will. I will. Which is kind of ironic because the road team won every single game in this World Series.
0: I will bring this up. 2017 World Series. uh, Dodgers won. Oh, the so the Astros won Game Two in L.A. Then they went on to win Game Three at home. Lost Game Four. So maybe they try to not make it as obvious, but Game Five that was 13 to 12. And then Game Six, they lost. Yeah, that
1: that series had some unbelievable games.
0: So it wasn't. I think it was Game Five, Jake, because Game Six was in LA, and then Game uh, Game Six and Seven were in LA, and uh, Dodgers would uh, end up losing in Game uh, in Game Seven. But still, like they're not. We're not just talking about um the one, like the one. The World Series we're talking about everything before that too because the Yankees like the you know the Astros that was actually a little more damning because they won every game in Houston against the Yankees. Uh, so like this isn't just one round people this is multiple rounds the like first off the banging of the trash can I'm actually surprised nobody on the Yankees realized that like is it was it not that obvious.
2: I love I love the fact that A.J. Hans tries to plead innocence on that, by the way.
0: Yeah. I, four just, times I try bad. to destroy the monitors. I try to destroy the what monitors. Are you, doing? Do, you know how you stop something? You don't get rid of the monitors. You you tell someone. Oh, and he probably would have been. I didn't want to be a snitch. Look,
1: fuck that! Orders? I
0: hate that that I, idea. You yeah, don't that snitch. like
1: that was what Jessica Mendoza said about
0: fears. Um, Mike, Mike fires. fires,
1: fires, yeah. Like what? Like no shit. What? Like you're on the team. Clearly, you're not going to say something to rat out your own team. But once you're out, fuck that. Yeah. A- and uh, yeah, I think if it was
2: you're the guy that doesn't speak up. Then you're the guy that's guilty along with the rest of the group.
1: Yeah, basically, you're you're guilty guilty, by association.
2: Yeah, you've hid the truth from people, and when it gets out, you're going to be in shit. He was still part of the group that cheated, but he got out ahead of it.
1: And
0: then they're like, oh, you know, this should have gone through the team. Well, clearly, there was no... No
1: way! (laughs) That is the exact opposite of what you do when you whistleblow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Don't go
2: go to the Astros and tell them you're about to sense them out and get half their staff fired and a bunch of other personnel
1: I mean, that's what they did at Penn State, like they literally went to them it's like no you're supposed to take it out of their hands
0: this is again this is what the media is for if you if you have a story and it checks out and it, you and people and i i understand this whole idea of you know outrage and and things like that but when it's credible and when it's done right it can have an impact we've seen it not even in sports we've seen it in other situations where if you like the Donald Trump stuff I don't like bringing politics into this, but imagine if the media just gave up with their, with their jobs based on how he's been treating them. You can't. No, I
1: mean, that exactly. That would be awful. Like if you are in a situation where people aren't being held accountable, like what's the point?
0: Yeah. Like without like if, if, and you have to give him, um, you have to give, uh, fire, uh, fires credit. He decided, okay, I'm going to be the one to say something. And, look, if another MLP MLB team doesn't sign him, I don't know if he's, if he's done playing or if he has a contract.
1: Uh, the but, other thing is it's – I actually appreciate this because he started a thing where once you get the ball rolling and the, so one person calls it out, it's a lot easier for people to back you up And that's what's been happening. I mean, I've been loving what I've seen from guys like Tommy Pham, Trevor Bauer, Alex Wood, uh, like even Marcus Stroman and guys like that who are like, yeah, they're starting to see like coincidences and, you know, thinking to themselves like, wow, like this was legitimately happening and it's good. I mean, you have to call out this type of shit. I mean, it's people are just like, oh, well, I mean, it's not that big a deal. Like, I, like, I've heard a bunch of people take It's just like, you got to do anything to get an edge. Like, yeah. Like, if you are manually stealing signs with a man on second, so be it. But by using, like, electronics and iPads and cameras and buzzers, like, that's ridiculous. That's all on MLB for allowing it to be used for that. You
0: made it possible.
2: The, let's be honest. The Houston Astros kind of threw – they were like a, I don't know, a sweetheart – Sort of story when they won the World Series over the Dodgers a couple of years ago.
1: Now Not they're all. probably the most hated team in sports right now. They
2: were they were one of the most hated teams in the MLB the second they picked up Roberto Osuna at the trade deadline a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, they were. That's when they started to really you know go against them, and at, now it looks like they've gone completely heel mode. At that
2: point, that's when I said. Integrity goes out the window when a championship's on the line. I remember saying that on the podcast. and I mean, it's not this <laughs> profound statement,
0: but it's no, ring true. It definitely is. With that being said, gentlemen, I think that's a pretty decent way to end everything. Um, thank you all for listening, and uh, Austin, you better go get some sleep because I know you have an early morning. Uh, and... We're
2: pulling the all-nighter now, boys. You got me woken right
0: up. <laughs> Well, we are gonna call it a qu- call it quits for the night, and we want to thank- say
2: woken. That's not a word.
0: No, definitely not. See, cool. you need to go My to English bed. English good, guys. You, you're not. You're not. You're. You're. You're actually sleeping right cool. now, Austin. You're not awake. Um, so we want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe. If you have any comments, please let us know, and uh, we'll catch you next time.